Father, thank you for this great blessing that you give us in your presence. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you bless us and heal us and minister to our hearts. Thank you for your great love that you show to us tonight. I thank you for this church and for the pastors that are here and the great work that is going on. We thank you that it is related to many other great works that are also taking place. We thank you for the fire that is spreading from this church to many other ministers and many other churches. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you are doing. I love you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many love Jesus? I also want to honor Pastor Colin Lafoy. We honor you because you are Father. And if you were not there, maybe Bishop Oliver would not be there. So we thank you for being there and being an old wise One day I took this book to a church and the bookshop manager was a pastor. When he saw the book and he looked at the book, I wasn't there when he looked at it, but when he looked at the book, then he brought the book back to me and he said, this book cannot be in our bookshop. What a shock. So I took it, I took, I brought from Ghana. So I took it back. Is there a problem? to take back to the church that said they don't want this book in their shop. So I said, wow, I didn't know you liked it. Oh, it's very good. And I realized that that pastor who was the pastor in charge of the bookshop, he was not married. He was a bachelor. Never have a bachelor in charge of your bookshop. <laughs> What a shock. So, Model Marriage is a very powerful book. <laughs> it will be a blessing. Signs and wonders. Ministering with signs and wonders. 
What a joy it is to minister with miracles, signs, and wonders. Demons and how to deal with them. Hey! Demons and how to deal with them. There are many demons all over. One day, I went to a certain country. And I lay down in the hotel bed. And when I lay down, the ceiling, I look up and the ceiling disappeared. And behind the ceiling were these demons flying in between the ceiling and the roof. I saw them all there. I said, huh? And then the ceiling closed. And I got up. Look, <laughs> that hotel, I couldn't sleep there. There was no heater. I couldn't rest. I tell you, it, sometimes when you are even restless, you may not know that there are demons actually at work there. I tell you. So, ladies and gentlemen, you really need to be conscious of evil spirits. So that you can deal with them when you recognize, say, hey, this is an evil spirit. Now, evil spirits come to church. Sometimes they're wearing suit and tie. Hey! Sometimes they're wearing pretty dresses. What a shock! The Bible says the madman of Gadara with 6,000 demons, when he saw Jesus, he ran. Most of you walk, but he ran to Jesus. So people who even run to church can have demons. Then when he saw Jesus, he knelt down and worshipped. Many of us even, we are not good at worship. But this guy was a worshipper. He worshipped Jesus. And he was full of demons. So you can easily have a demon in you. Even though you are worshipping. So Get a copy of this book. It will help you. And there may be a demon in your husband or your wife. And it may help you to diagnose. One of the signs of demons is stubbornness. What a shock. And an aftershock. The Bible says the madman, the demonized man, no one could bind him. No, not with chains. Nobody could control him. So whenever people are uncontrollable, unadvisable, unchangeable, no man could bind him. No, not with chains. Watch out for such people. I tell you, usually it's a strong spirit working in them. So ask your neighbor, are you the most stubborn person in the church who cannot be controlled by anyone? Hey! It could be that you are the madman of Gadara, of interfellowship, madman of Gadara. Backsliding. I want to recommend this book particularly to all pastors. One of the reasons why we lose our members is because they backslide. So you need to teach. You see, when you are going to backslide, there is no signboard on the way that will say, Fornication, 500 meters ahead. 
the starting like that, what you say? Drugs. Drugs. Two miles ahead. There's nothing like that. So in this book, that's why I'm recommending to a pastor, you can have to teach your members 25 symptoms of backsliding. How to know that you are backsliding. And you teach the members so that they, they don't backslide. And, and arguments against backsliding, why people backslide, causes of backsliding. Seven reasons why people backslide. One of them is shallowness, emptiness. You know, and things like that. It's a great blessing to Christians. This particular book, Backsliding. And you notice, you don't easily get a book with this topic. Losing, sacrificing, suffering, and dying for Jesus Christ. And this one is called Proton. Amen. And this is what we call the Makane. D Makane. All the camp messages are on. It's just a little... Uh, pen drive or something it contains about a huge number of gigs and the poemano also all messages you can buy it will be a blessing amen turn quickly to 1st Kings chapter 20 and the prop verse 22 I'm talking about and sharing about the quiet time. Where is that book? Quiet time. I did not see it. Okay, there it is. And the prophet came to the king of Israel and said unto him, Go and strengthen thyself. Amen. And mark and see what thou doest. For at the return of the year, the king of Syria will come up against thee. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is giving a warning to the king through the prophets. Alright? And he's saying, go and make yourself strong. For at the return of the year, you know, at, all, at the return of the new year, when it's a new year again, the king of Syria will come up against thee. So it is very, very important for us to make ourselves strong because at the return of the year or at the change of the season, huh, the enemy is going to come for you. Whether you like it or not. Even at the end of this service, the devil will come for you. How many have ever been to church? You are so blessed, you are so happy. And at the end of the service, somebody will just, I mean, turn you into some shouting, angry, frenzied person. Is it not true? Yes. At the turn, return of the year, when the year changes and comes back, then the king of Syria is going to come for you. So God is prophesying. He's sending you an inspired message. Warning to everybody, all pastors, all churches. There's going to be a turn of the year. There's going to be a change of the season for your life and for your ministry. And in the day of the change, in the day of the alteration of the season, will you be strong? The Bible says, will you, be, will you stand in the evil day? 
Will you be able to stand when the evil day happens? You know? One time we had a pastor, you know, and something happened to him. But before, we, before I go into that, let me just finish reading my scripture so I can... Zechariah chapter 8, verse 9. Zechariah chapter number 8 and verse number 9. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Let your hands be strong. You who have been hearing in these days, these words by the mouth of the prophets who spoke in the day the foundation was laid. For the house of the Lord of hosts that the temple might be built. Amen. Thus says the Lord of hosts, let your hands be strong. Amen. You who have been hearing in these days. Let your hands be strong. So God wants our hands to be strong. And he's saying, in these days, you have been hearing the message. So strengthen. Rene, are you listening? Be stronger than you are. I want you to be stronger than you are today. I want you to become stronger. Don't be as you are. Be stronger. Pastor Chris, be stronger than you are today. Because you are going to need to be stronger than you are today. Everybody gets either stronger or weaker. But you need to prepare. Because when there is a change, a sudden change, you'll be surprised. People who were flourishing in this old season, when the season changes, they don't do so well anymore. So you need to get strong, especially in your blind spots. Everybody has a blind spot. You see, there are things you didn't think about and things you didn't expect. I mean, the first time that I had a disloyal person who turned against me, I mean, in the ministry, a close person. I was so shocked. I was surprised that somebody could behave like that. And I was surprised that somebody could turn against you in that way. And I, and I often would think about it and say that if I was to even have had a bad dream, that what this guy did, he would do, I would have woken up before he did what he did in the dream. I would have woken up. You know, when you are being chased by a lion in a dream, you wake up just before it bites you or just, just before it eats you. You wake up because it's like you don't allow that thing to happen in the dream. Even in the dream, it shouldn't happen. So what I'm saying is that that guy, when he did what he did, I tell you, if it was a dream, I would have woken up before he did what he did. But I was surprised. I was taken aback. And since then... I've been looking, anytime something happens in front of you, you must look at it and take it as a message from God. You know, when something happens in front of you, right in front of you, you see it happening. It's not something to laugh about. It's not something to make fun of somebody. It's something that God is showing you like a video lesson. See how it happens. See what happened to the person. See the difficulty the person went. And put yourself in that situation. What is it like? Why did it happen that way? 
Because God may be using it. He's not telling you to, thus says the Lord, I, I show you this shall come to pass in your life. No, it's happening in front of you so that you see this is it. This is what happens. This is what happens. I believe that. You know, many times God will send his prophets and say, go and walk here. You'll be a sign, you and your children. You'll be a sign to the people. Let them see you put on a burden and carry. Go to a wall and make a hole in the wall. And go through with the bat on your back. Go through the wall. And when the people see you, it's a message. You are showing them like a video that this is how they will escape from the land of Jerusalem. They will run as fugitives through the wall. So he will tell the prophet, put on the, the baggage, go to the wall, break through it, and go through in the of the people. It's a video lesson. Where they are learning how it's going to happen to you. So when something is happening in somebody's life, don't think to yourself, they say, why is this, why is this guy having this problem? Now why is this like this? You may never know limited. You know, there's a company called You May Never Know Limited. And you may never know that you are the next person in that particular thing is going to happen to you exactly as what happened to this is coming to you next. You are the next one in line. So God was showing you so that you strengthen yourself. That is why the prophet came and told him, listen, go and strengthen yourself for at the return of the year, the enemy is going to come and he's going to come for you, but if you are strong, he will find you different. Since September 11th, and also in this scripture that I just read, in Zechariah 8 now, that says the Lord, again a prophet is speaking, that says the Lord, let your hands be strong, you who have been hearing in these days, who spoke in the day the foundation was laid, for the house of the Lord of hosts, so that the temple might be built, let your hands be strong. If you are not strong, there are many things you will not do. Amen. And so, God is trying to make us rise up and become stronger Christians in whatever you are doing. Because wherever your weakness is, is where Satan is going to exploit. He, he knows. He knows that you are not expecting something in this area. You know. One day I was talking to my pastors. And I, I was telling him. This can happen. And this can happen. And. Um, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He didn't even. Think it was possible. I thought so. But he didn't say so. You know, sometimes you talk to somebody who doesn't really believe it. Yeah. And I, I thought he didn't think so, but I wasn't sure. But later he told me I didn't, I didn't think it was, I mean, I didn't think it was possible. I remember I came for a meeting and I said, I said at the meeting, what would you do if your wife dies? Or your husband dies? Or your wife? It will be all men. He said, they said, ha <laughs> I wrote it. The first time I came with that discussion, I wrote it. I typed it out because I made my secretary. I said, right, this is the minutes. When we go, we are going to discuss this. 
But as I look at the process, they, didn't, they will not understand what I'm saying. Three, three times I wanted to bring up, I didn't bring it up. But I had it typed, so I have it in a, in a place where I have a camp. I had, have the file there. I saw it, and I brought it up. One day I was playing golf, because God also uses me to prophesy. I was playing golf, and I stopped under a tree. And I said, are you worried about this? I said, I'm worried about this. I said, I'm worried about your, your wife. There was nothing wrong with her at all. Are you worried? I said, no worried. I said, well, I'm worried. I think this, I think this, I think this. We stood under the tree for 30 minutes just chatting. And then we continued playing. Five months later, she was dead. Yeah. You see, what happened was that I, the Bible says, and the burden of the Lord came to the prophet. Not the word, the burden, the concern. You go read your Bible, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. Many times it says, and the burden of the Lord came to Jeremiah. And the burden of the Lord came, and the burden of the Lord. A few months later, she was gone, vanished. Later on, I was talking with her, and I started to talk about another fantastic possibility. And I said, do you think it can happen? He said, I think it can happen. I said, but some time ago, you didn't think. He said, oh, yes. When you first mentioned this, I, it, it never occurred to me that it was possible. It was, it was just too absurd and fantastic. It could never be possible. But now, he said, I said, now, do you he said, oh, no. Everything you are saying, I think it can happen. What you are saying, I think, and it's fantastic, it can happen. So, when the prophet is warning you, and he says, go and make yourself strong. So that's all. When he says, go and make yourself strong, it means that whatever attack comes, it will never work. It will not work. And especially, if God has played a video in front of you, has made somebody act out, what has happened to him? In, it has happened right in front of your eyes. After you see somebody die, you think you cannot die. You see an accident right there. You say, on this freeway. You say, ah, what is wrong with these people? Maybe God is showing you. You see this. It's, it's you. You are the next person. So change something. Strengthen something. Strengthen your foot so that it doesn't press too hard on the accelerator. Because nobody ever plans to die. Everybody. The, the one time I had an accident, I was somersaulting all over the place. Somersaulting, I tell you. I thought I was an acrobat. The car was just moving all over, moving, moving, moving. Hey! When we finally came to a, a stop and we came out of the car, I came out with one of my pastors and he stood by the car and said, Wow! If I had died today, I would have been very surprised. I would have been very surprised to have died today. <laughs> what a shock to die. You see, you didn't have thought you would die. I could have never imagined I would, have, I would have died at that time. That was about 15 years ago. I was, I, was just, I was just going. From that time, I started to drive differently. You see, before then, when I'm driving, let's say I'm driving from Devon to Johannesburg. Nobody will pass me. Only two cars can pass me. A, BM, a BMW, a BMW or a Golf. These are the only two cars. If you are not in a BMW or a Golf, you can never pass me. Never. There is nothing you can do to go in front of me. Hey! What a shock. Mm-hmm. 
And I wasn't driving any very big or expensive car. I had a Renault 4. But you still cannot pass me. But after, I'll be driving, they'll be passing, and I'll look and say, Look at these people. They don't know something that I know. They don't know. What a shock. <laughs> you may never know limited. Yeah. So, God is telling you, strengthen yourself. Make yourself a stronger, stronger Christian. If you are a pastor, be wild. Don't, don't just be an ordinary pastor. Be a miracle working pastor. Be strengthen your be an anointed pastor. Become a prophet. Start to respect your visions and dreams. How can you be a pastor without dreams? Where are your dreams? Where are your dreams, Pastor? You sleep and you wake up nothing, just food. It is the, the next thing you are eating. There's no dream in your life. Hey, where is the Holy Spirit? The Bible says, I'll pour out my spirit. And the young men will have visions and the others one will dream. Dreams and visions is even more implied that the Holy Spirit induces dreams and visions than even tongues. Because that's the clear prophecy that I'll pour out my spirit and these are the effects. Visions, dreams. It's the actual scripture that actually states the effect. Tongues is implied because when they had it in Acts, we saw them speaking in tongues. The prophecy that is fulfilled is that when the Holy Spirit comes, they will dream. Where are your dreams? Start to dream. Hey! Start to have visions. And God will give you your own type of visions and dreams. You must begin to experience angels. Oh. It's so real. In the recent few weeks, I've been experiencing angels. Yeah. One day, an angel came into my room when I lay down with a bottle. Yeah, a tall bottle. As tall as this. As soon as I lay there, I was exhausted because I had been traveling. It was the last thing I was expecting to see. And suddenly on my right hand, with a bottle, very big and long bottle of oil, and he, he gave it to me. He was standing by my side. I saw it like this. I was amazed. And, and, and instantly in my ministry, it, it was a, there was a change. I saw it like this. I saw myself stepping into a certain oil and ointment and river of power. So, it's time for you to strengthen yourself because there's going to be a change in the season. There was a pastor, you know, about three years ago, two or three years ago, I came here and I spoke to him. I sensed a danger in his life. So I called him. 
and I called his wife. And I said, come, come to have breakfast with me. Come, I want to eat with you. I sensed it in my spirit. You see, the Bible says, and the burden of the Lord came. So I sensed it. And I called him. I said, come to eat breakfast with me. Have breakfast with me. So he sat. And I, I was talking to him. I tried to talk. And as I spoke to him, I could sense and see that he, he was absent-minded. He spoke, I spoke and I was, I was warning. Oh, oh, the only reason, even when we sat at the breakfast, it was like a, a bit longish. It was a bit long. I, I moved. I said, come sit by me. I want you to sit by me because I'm talking to you. And your wife, sit by me. I'm talking to you. And I tried to warn him. At a point, he would, it, it was like, he would, I said, you understand what I'm, I'm talking to you? I'm, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he didn't know what was coming for him. And he himself, when it happened to him, he said, he made a comment that, he said, I never imagined at the beginning of the year that I will be in this state at this time, just a few months into the year. It was the last imagination of my life that this was where I would be. But the Holy Spirit had come upon me to tell him, to warn him, but he, he wouldn't listen. You see, sometimes you can see when you're talking, they, they are not listening. They are not listening. So I came to warn you, those of you who call yourself Christian, Satan wants you to be a drug addict. Yeah. He wants you to be a drug He wants you to be a gangster. Yesterday night, somebody came to me after the service and said, I, see, I sense it that the gangsterism wants to come back to me. I sense the enemy wants, and that is why God is telling, strength, go and strengthen yourself. Don't just sit there. Because the fact that you are hearing this one is because God wants to prevent it. You see, prophecies are not to fight in you, but they are to prevent bad things from happening. And I sense the power of God to deliver you from all evils, not by the strength of the pastor, but by your own strength. Now, the number one key is, is this. Strength, all strength comes through the quiet time with God. Quiet time. You see, when I was writing this book, Quiet Time, I wanted to give it a, an exciting name. The Holy Spirit said, call it Quiet Time. It is for Quiet Time. I could have called it so many different things. Because, you know, when you write a book, there are so many titles you can give it. That's why sometimes we change. Because there are some books that I've written, I wrote the wrong title. In disobedience or in, in desire to be popular. But when the desire to be popular was healed, I was healed of it. Then I started to write the true titles of the books that I'm writing. And one of them is The Quiet Time. Even that book is not as I want it to be. I'm going to probably write it again. But The Quiet Time is the slot. The slot where you come close to God is the source of everything. Because it's the source of your relationship with God. Now, today, 
Many of us, we are free of quiet times. And we are free of strength. You are naked. You are naked. And the devil can see you. If you think the devil cannot see you. Look, some people don't understand why we will have crowns in heaven and we'll be honored. Do you know Stevie Wonder? Somebody told me that Stevie Wonder is not really such such a good pianist. But it's because he's blind. He's blind and he can play and he can sing. But it's not that he's so good a pianist. But you see, when you can do some things, like Ray Charles, like, like, like um, Stevie Wonder, and you are blind, you, you, are sort of, you sort of become very great because of the handicap. Now, we, 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 we are the Stevie Wonders spiritually. We can't see. But they can see us. So if you are able to win on this earth, when you couldn't see but they could see, imagine, they can see us but we can't see them. And you are able to win, you, you will be a great, you will be honored more than Stevie Wonder was honored on this earth. When you get to heaven, you will be so great. And you say, how, how were you able to do all those? You couldn't see. You know, you could see, and even the times when you were given a glimpse, it was just a, even, you wonder whether it was real. That's because you couldn't see, but yet you were moving as though you could see us. Hey, they are dim, the people that demons fear are the people who act. I know you are here. Come out. I know. They, they say, how does he know we are here? How does he know? You take a sword and you start. Have you watched this film? Now you see him, now you don't. Have you watched this film? Get it. I don't know if it still exists, but I watched a film. There was a guy who had paint. When he put it on you, you disappear. That, if it's your arm, your arm goes. If it's your top. So, every time he used to take it, put it on, and then he disappears. Then he walks on. He does, he slaps people. He, he does whatever. And then when it wears off, he appears again. Hey. Now you see him, now you don't. And he will be in a place and be able to operate. Because when you can't see him, he can do so many things. But when you get an enemy, and see, he seems to know we are here. He seems to know. He knows we are here. He knows we are there. Look, he's coming in our direction. He's coming in our direction. Hey, this guy is wild. Don't go if you, if you, you will die. These are the people that demons are fearing. And God wants you to be strong. See. And be strong. One day... There was a boy, he was in form 2, that means like he was 13, 14 years old. He went mad, he went bonkers, totally mad. Started to speak totally off. And he was being taken to the hospital. And when they were taking him to the hospital, they came to call me that we should pray for him. We prayed for him and, oh, he got healed. But it's not even that guy I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody else. We, were, we held hands in a ring and... This guy had demons in him. So when the demons were not coming out, he said, where will you go? The demon, I asked the demon, where will you go? Then he pointed to one of the guys who was holding hands with us and praying. He said, I'm going to him. I'm going straight to him. It was a circle like this. And then the guys, the guys said, here, I'm going straight to this guy. And the guy I knew, I could see why the demons would go to him. Because he was not a prayerful guy. He was a very weak Christian. And the demons chose him. Which demons are choosing you tonight? Which demons are choosing you tonight? That I'm coming, 
That guy at the back there. Those of you who like sitting at the back, be careful. Because there are different spirits at the back and the front. Amen. Now, your time, quiet time with God is very, very important because it is the source of every powerful thing that you need in your life. Amen. And that is why the devil does not want you to have those wonderful quiet times. Amen. Now, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, and we are going to read from verse 1, quickly. There is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Hallelujah. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, amen, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, condemned sin in the flesh. Alright? Verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. For to be carnally minded is death. But... To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. Now, to be carnally minded kills you. And to be spiritually minded, you have life and peace. Romans chapter 8 verse 6. If you don't remember anything, remember this verse. Romans chapter 8 verse 6. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. To be carnally minded is death. Now, when you look at a person who gets up in the morning, every day, you get up in the morning, you can either be carnally minded or spiritually minded. And many of us, when we get up in the day, are carnally minded. You want to look nice, isn't it? You want to look good and you want to impress us. Is it not true? Today, a lot of the hair that the ladies are wearing is not hair. It's not their hair. I tell you. The hair is somebody's hair. The nails are somebody's nails. The eyebrows are somebody's eyebrows. What a shock. 
Very few people. You see, when you, are, when you decide to have a quiet time with God, that means you pray, read your Bible, speak to God, and you and God alone. Just you and me together. Huh? Then you become spiritually minded. Spiritually minded. You sow into the spirit. And most people sow into the flesh. And are clearly minded. So all is about looking good. Brushing your teeth is to be carnally minded. It's not, it's not, it's not, I mean, what I'm saying, you're minded about the flesh. You're concerned about the teeth. That's what I mean. This is the number one. Then after that, you want to uh, put mouthwash. Another, you see, these people are selling things to us. We, you, Adam and Eve didn't have toothpaste, toothbrushes, and all these things. Now when they invented it, now after that you have to have mouthwash. They are just selling things to us. It's true. Then after that, bathing, dressing, clothes, looking good, looking nice, ironing, impressing. Oh! And there is no time for the spirit of the person. Yeah. How long do you take to dress? And how long do you take to dress your spirit? How long do you take to, to, uh, to take time on the spirit? Huh? And all the time is spent looking good. People do press-ups, gym, running. I mean, they're showing to the, to the flesh. And the mind is just carnally conscious of carnal, carnality and the flesh. How to have muscles. How to have your hair look this way. And when you marry even, you see, I don't know, do you people tie your hair also in the night to sleep? Does it happen in South Africa also? What a shock! See the has a white you have dressed up with this long hair of fantastic looking and when you get home by eight o'clock you are tired you look like Captain Haddock or some other character Bob Marley in the house you tied your head you are taking off your jewel because it was all to impress outsiders. And there is no investment in the spirit. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, you are made up of a spirit, a soul, and a body. Yeah. Can you imagine you have a visitor, an important visitor coming. You paint the whole house. You wipe everywhere. You arrange all the furniture. And you do everything, and then this great and important visitor comes out, and you come out in your, you come out running in your boxer shorts, or in just in your panties, and you couldn't even have time for your bra. And you come out, and you say, "Ah, sorry, I thought we were in the in the." 
I don't want to say where, where you thought you were. And you have such a beautiful house, and the house is so nice and so good, but the person, you haven't bathed, you haven't done your face, you haven't done, it's like the person who lives inside is the scruffy looking ragamuffin. I tell you, hey, what a shock! And you come maybe with your towel and say, oh, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> and you tend to run and there's nothing also behind them. You are now going. Oh! What a shock! I mean, you should have even left some of the painting and some of the tidying up of the house and attended to yourself. So that you would have also looked good. Because maybe the guy would not even notice some of the things you've done on the house. And that is what we are doing. And it's destructive. Because all the time is spent on the outside. And it's just because we are carnally minded. We have pastors who don't read their Bible unless they are going to preach. It's when you are going to preach that you read the Bible. It's when you are going to preach that you listen to tapes. It's when you're going to preach that you're trying to find scriptures. You don't have to preach from your quieter. What you read and what you have from your quieter, and that's a different thing from what you are preaching about. And you see that there is no daily, daily investment into the spirit. Look, there is a lady who taught me how to have my quiet time. She is a very special person to me. For if for nothing she did in the whole world, she taught me how to have my quiet time. It has been the greatest source of every sowing into my spirit. If, if, whatever, whatever the case, I have to have my quiet time. I have to even see the pages of the Bible before I move out of my house. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it has to, I have to see, God has to speak to me. When I have a quiet time and it's not nice, you know, and I don't sense God has spoken to me, oh, I don't want to go out. My, my code, my, 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 my formula, NBNB, no Bible, no breakfast. NBNB, no Bible, no breakfast. Eesh. Some of you, your, 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 yours is NMNB. NMNO. No, no, no makeup. No going out. <laughs> NMNO. No makeup. No out. What a shock. Brothers, I tell you, watch the sisters. Care. You see, ladies who spend a lot of time making up their faces and all these kind of things. Do you get it? Watch them carefully because it's sometimes it's a compensation for the emptiness within. Oh yeah. And I'm not standing for election so I don't mind if I I don't mind if I'm not popular. I'm free from your votes. Watch out. Get somebody real. 
Sometimes when you are talking, those of you are looking for a wife to marry, sometimes you take your finger and just do the do and see. Is it you that I'm seeing? Am I seeing you? Just do this and see. Hey! Sometimes you just do this. Is it you? One day, a certain brother got he got married. <laughs> and when they got into the marriage chamber, he said, Oh my darling, I have been waiting for this day. Let me kiss you. Mm. She said, Wait. Wait. She opened her mouth uh, and she removed the teeth and put it down. She, she removed the tooth. And then she put the tooth down. Then she said, No, there's no tooth. <laughs> Look. What a shock. What an aftershock. An aftershock. Then, he had a shock. So he, he had to recover from the shock. When he recovered from the shock, he said, okay, it doesn't matter. Let me still kiss you, my darling. So he started kissing her, then he was holding her. Oh, you're so beautiful. He was holding the head, then suddenly the head started to move. Even one hair on the head, so it's not even one hair. You know, I know you think I'm joking. I have a church member who has no teeth. Yeah. A lady. She had an accident and she hit her, to her, 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 her mouth on the dashboard. All her teeth came out. So if you marry her, you see. And one day I was sitting with a very beautiful lady, one of our church members. She said, Bishop, I, I have a problem. I want you to pray for me. I said, what's the problem? She said, I have no hair. I said, what? She said, I have no She said, I don't even one strand. I have not. I said, you have hair. She said, it is not my hair. It is not my hair. I have not even one. When she take off the head, she looked just like Bishop Oliver. Most of us investing on the outside. And when you marry, you'll be surprised. Hey! I don't want to sound funny, but you see, I, I want to be real. 
You see the breast that is standing there. You see that when you marry, you realize that, oh, what a shock. It's not there, it's down here. <laughs> What a shock. <laughs> Look, I'm not joking. I, I hope you, you are taking me seriously. <laughs> hey! I could tell you more, but I think it's okay. I don't want to say anything more. So, many of us are sowing and investing in the outside. Yeah. But the Bible says beauty is vain. But a virtuous woman, a woman who fears God, who can find. We have so many missionaries. And I can tell the difference in a person's ministry from the wife many times. You know, they say behind every great man, there's a great woman. It's, it's, it's partly true. Sometimes behind a, a great man, there's a very terrible woman. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll take my time, don't worry, I'll take my time. But, you, I find that missionaries who return home and able to do their mission, many of them don't have a certain kind of wife. This is, this is just from experience. They have somebody who fights them. They're fighting them. There's, there's, there's no control of their nature by the Spirit. There's no scripture that guides them. It's just impressions. Good looking. Smiling. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. One day, a certain pastor came to church. He, he had had a strong argument with his wife, she was very, you know, there are some women, they are like men, you know. You might as well have called her Rosemary Tarzan or something. First row or, or, or Martha Rambo. I mean, she's like a man. Schwarzenegger. Lucy Schwarzenegger. I mean, something. Hey, what a shock. So she was in the church. And she was looking so beautiful. And she said the smile. You know, they have a way of bending the hand like... It's as if they are, they are so gentle, they cannot even wait, lift the hand this way. So it hangs like this. And when he saw her, he was just angry. He said, ah, You're sitting there smiling. So sweet looking. Get up and go to the back. He, he said, Go to the back of the church. You starting to give an impression that you are so gentle and so nice. You are not gentle and nice. Up to the back. I don't know what happened to the marriage after, but it happened. It's a real story. It happened. To the back. Everything is outside. Everything is impression. But there's nothing inside. Yeah. 
So if you're going to be, have a strong woman, and you need, oh, woman, you need to be strong to marry. Eesh. Let me come down about for this one. <laughs> you know that girls like boys more than boys like girls. Did you know that? Girls like boys more than boys. You see, boys look like they like girls more than girls like boys. But actually, girls like boys more than boys like boys. like us more, far more than... Yeah. But unfortunately, the attraction of a woman to a man is a curse. Because it's a punishment. That is why many times when they are attracted, after being so attracted and marrying, their marriage is the biggest problem of their lives. Many people in church, the biggest problem in their life is their marriage. But it was a punishment. He said, you, your desire will be for him. For him, for him. So they go, they, they can't help. You know how the flies come out in the rain and they are coming, they are coming to the light. They are coming to the light. I can't help it. I need a boy. I need a man. I need a boy. I need a man. And as soon as they hit the boy and they hit the man, it bends them. What a shock. This is, this is it. Ladies, is it not true? Is it not what happened to you? You, you need it so much. It's true because it's one of the punishments. My God, he said, you, you, your desire. This is the list of punishment was desire a boy. So if it's a punishment, obviously it's not going to be that nice. So they come like that. I need him. I want him. I need him. And they pretend as if they don't like us, but they really like us. They just tell me, they tell me, they tell me. And when they get the, yeah, that's how life is. And any experienced lady will tell you that what I'm saying is what has happened in your life. You are flying so fast. Came back to reality. So you need to be strong, ladies. And your source of strength is this time with God. You and Him together, the two of you, not anybody else. You and him, together. Just you and him. Look, you, you rarely, prayer meetings. I, I attended prayer meetings in the church because I was leading the prayer meetings. I'm praying, I'm alone. I don't even pray with my wife unless maybe we are traveling or some pray together one second. I don't have time, I don't have my quiet time. It's between me and God. I don't have, it's just me and my wife and no. I pray. Me, you see me alone. If you see I'm really praying, I'm alone. I can stay alone in the, in the house for days. Just me and the Lord. Yeah. I can stay alone. I'm, I'm happy. I'll just be there. Just me and Him. Together. The two of us. Sometimes when I come, I kneel down and say, Lord, I'm here. I've arrived. So, sometimes somebody asks me, what, what program am I going for? I say, I'm going for a very important meeting. Yeah. Just me and Him. We are together. To talk and to deepen our relationship together and to become stronger. Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is nigh to them that call upon Him. He's not near everybody. He's nigh to them that call. Like me, I'm close to people who call me. I'm close to people who force themselves on me. 
I'm not close to everybody who needs to, to, to know me. Because I can't. But I, I find myself knowing people who have either the audacity or the courage or the patience or the humility and the persistence to, to want to, 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 to know me. Yeah. That's, that's, those are the people any important person will be close to. And God is not close to everybody. The Lord is nigh unto them that who call upon Him, who call upon Him in truth. Is that not the song? The Lord is nigh. He's near. Not every, he's not near every pastor. No. They have the title, Reverend, Doctor, Pastor, Bishop. He's not near. The Lord is near people who call Him. So you see, the presence of God is something you can notice. In people. It's the sign that God is with them. Not money. Money is not a sign. A building is not a sign. A car is not a sign. Bible says the earnest or the stamp of the spirit is the thing you to look for. The earnest. He says God has given us the certificate or the stamp or the seal guaranteed of the spirit. You see, I would know that Craig is okay by the spirit. On him, not by his certificate, not by his money. The Lord is nigh unto them that call upon him. So, if you sow into the Spirit, you sow into his presence and come to his presence and become close to him. Yeah, and I'll tell you to do that, you have to sacrifice some of the outward things that you are doing. Oh, yeah. To, to be good quality inside, you need to sacrifice. That lady who was not ready when she had the visitor, if she, she only thing she could do is to sacrifice some of the outward. Yeah. Become more concerned about how are you really like. You see, when you marry, you don't marry the person people see outside. You marry the inside of the person. And God is calling you and he's saying, come closer. Come closer to me. Come nearer. I want to heal you. I want to be strong with you. Wow. Where's Larry? Where is Larry? Come here, come here. Some years ago, I sent this young man. I don't know how old he is now, but I think he was 25 years. When he went to Central Africa? 25 years. I sent him to Central Africa. He finished university. It was a war-torn zone. And there was a man there who worked in the United Nations. And the man made a comment about him. He said that it's like a 50-year-old man who has been sent there, even though he's only a very young boy, 25 years old, because of the, the word of God and spirituality. It looks like an old person. There's a certain strength that you begin to have when you sow into the spirit and you are spiritually minded and not just physically minded. what suit is he wearing there are people they see you they start to assess your suit they assess your shoes they assess your cars you are too carnally minded forget about that come to think of other things yeah what, what, what do you what, what, what do you have what do you I mean it, it, <laughs> 
you, you, you shall not know them by what they wear, what they car they drive. You know them by their fruits. So I want to encourage you, you know, you've been be a young person, but you've become so strong. Strong. You are young, but you are mighty. You say you be a, you are a young lady, but you are strong. You are, I don't know, there's some strength that comes. That's what God says. Strengthen yourself for the end of the year is coming, and then it will be a change. Yeah. How many can feel the presence of the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. This God is speaking to you. He's telling you, strengthen yourself. Strengthen yourself. Because in the change of the season, you will need to be strong. The Lord wants to be near you in your ministry, in your life. He wants to be. You know, when He's near you, you speak to people. You talk, it works. You say things. The Bible says, and the Lord did not allow any of His words to drop. Sometimes you even say the wrong thing, but God just makes it happen. God will do that for you. And God will bless you. God will help you. Because you have now sowing into that side, that aspect. Not just the mind. You can sow into the mind. I could have gone on to do PhDs, but I was enough. I've sown enough. I could have done other things, but it's enough. Now to sow into the spirit of your life. That is what I want you to do. Listen to tapes. Listen to messages. Thank you. Brick Joyner said, when he talks to pastors, he knows the ones who read books. And he knows the ones who listen to tapes. He said there's a difference between people who listen to messages and people who read books. He says you can tell the difference when, when you talk to them. Anybody who reads, you see that the, because in the quiet time you also read. That's the time you read. Huh? You see, some of you don't read. There's nothing about you. You are empty. Yeah, it's true. When do you read? When do you, that's why I tell people, as a last resort, put the book in your toilet. It's the last resort. Put it there. When you go there, you can have a quiet time. Because that one, you are immobilized for some few <laughs> seconds. Yeah. In fact, the toilet is... Uh, is, is it not sad that God has his quiet time with you in the toilet? Oh, what a shame. Smelly place like that, and that's where the Lord... Lord, I, I, Lord I, I can think about you for three minutes now. No. But I want you to... I tell you, you read in your quiet time. During my quiet time, I read. I pray. I, 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 I have him direction. But especially, the mark is the revelation. He speaks to me in my quiet time. Bishop Oliver, it's my number one more than anything else is to have my quiet time with him. I become so happy when I have a... If I don't have a kind of revelation, I feel so empty. You know, one day the Lord was telling me, do you remember I gave you manna every day except one day? So he was telling me that I shouldn't have my quiet time on one day. It became a big quarrel between me and God that I should have a Sabbath of the quiet time. I should leave one day. I said, one day. What am I going to do one day without manna? Eat it every day. But the Lord said, gather enough manna on, on the day before and then it will last for the next day. One day of rest. Hey! It became an issue. Because I was more righteous than God. Mercy. You see, some of you have been coming here for years. I've been showing you books. You never read it. Because you never have a time to read it. The, the youngest person can be the busiest person. It's amazing. One day I went to a prison. Everybody in the prison was there for life. 
for life because everybody in that section was a murderer. And the, in, in Ghana, it was it's for life. Life imprisonment, which means to the, till you die for them. And I was preaching and there was a guy, he was busy, he was moving up, down, I come to preach. He, he was fetching water, going up, and I was wondering that, ah, this guy is in prison. He said, nothing is happening. He's going to be here tonight, tomorrow, every day. And yet he is busy. And that's why I realized that to be busy, you can be busy everywhere. Even in prison, you are too busy to pray. Too busy to read. Too busy to be calm. To think. To pray. Jesus, I love you. But today he's saying, come closer. Come nearer. I want to be close. I want to be close to you. I want to be with you. I'm going to make you a strong Christian. Wow. If you are here, you don't have a wife. A brother. It's because there's a certain strength you don't have. You see, one day I called all the brothers who didn't have wives in my church from 35 years up. I said, come. And when they sat there, I said, why don't you have a wife? They said, ah, the young ladies of today, they are too materialistic. They, they want money, they want this. When you don't have money, and I saw they all didn't have money. They were complaining to, you know, when you don't have money, when you don't have money, they, they don't want to marry you and, you know, the young girls of today. And I was looking at them, I said, look, it is because, or not only did they not have money, but they were unspiritual. Because when you are spiritual, you become strong. And people are attracted to you. Hey! The Bible says, because of the ointment, the virgins do love thee. The virgins like you. When you are spiritual, girls will like you. You will not even have to, you have to be choosing. You say, oh. Go to the left. I want to see this one. Uh, no, 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 move out. Let the tall one, the tall one should come. The short one should come. Let me see. Turn around, turn around. You'll be choosing. Because of the anointing. What a shock. But because you are anointing free, you are empty. Nobody likes you. Because you are empty, you are powerless, you don't have money to, you don't have money, you don't have anointing, you don't have depth, you don't have the word. They ask you, what is your philosophy for life? You have no, you are just there. And so, yeah, we are going to have a good time. Yeah. There's nothing to you. you have, there's nothing deep in you. But when you are, know the word. You can ask my wife when she fell in love with me. I mean, she fell in love with me. I mean, she was just dying over her head over here. When we were in school. And I didn't use any money to win her heart. You can ask her. I, I never took her to a restaurant. I, went, I would go to the maximum. I went to a, a Chinese restaurant when I, I sent her, go and buy spring rolls. Do you know spring rolls? Like samosa? I said, buy two portions. That is four pieces. I'll eat three, you eat one. <laughs> what a shock. No, because I eat faster than her. But she was in love. No money. Never. I never knew how to buy a dress for a lady. I didn't even know the size. How, because the dress looks different when it's hanging there than when the human being is in it. It looks very flat when, you are, when they are selling it. I didn't know what happened. There was no money related. Bag, shoes, this, nothing. Just me. I was a spiritual leader. Hey. Because of the ointment. Shabaya. 
the virgins do love thee. <laughs> you see, some of you, you, you see, when you have God, you are so strong. You know, I was in uh, a certain country, I don't want to mention the name. The president told me of the problems that they have in the country. And I said, let us pray. When I finished praying, he put his hand on me. Then the wife wants me to pray. They took me to another chamber. The first lady prayed for me. When I was going out of the country, I was escorted. I said, am I going? You are not going to the VIP. You are going to the presidential. They took me to the Air France. In the, pre- the presidential, what have you? And when, when I got to the plane, they took out of the car, escorted me to the stairs alone. The Air France was waiting there, empty, just for me. And when I was going, then the man who was the top, whatever, he, he held my shirt to, to receive a blessing. He was taking his own blessing. And I looked behind him to see what he was doing. <laughs> Look. When you are strong, you'll be surprised at where you will go. Yeah. You see, some of you, you, you God is the greatest thing you can have in your life, is to have God. Oh, yes. I will, ne- I will, never, I will never be standing here and preaching in Devon if it was not for God. You did not invite me because I'm a doctor. No, you, you need a doctor. You don't need a doctor. It's because of God. God has made Bishop Oliver stand in countries, in Korea, in different places. God is such, it's such a great thing to be close to God and to have God. You become so different. I entered another country by car. And I was met by soldiers. And I was met by the presidential security. With soldiers and so many soldiers carrying escorting for miles. Bringing us. And they said, for, they said, you have been given the presidential security. And I was wondering, where are all these things? This is wonderful. When God is in you, it's, it's, the, it's the only thing. The Bible says Christ in you is the hope of glory. Is that anything that's going to be nice about you is from God. So why not spend that time and those moments with him? And let him change your life. And let him make you a strong man and a strong woman. Strengthen yourself. For the return of the year, the king of Syria is coming to get you. But you'll be strong, I know. I say you will be strong. How many are going to be strong? How many are going to be strong? How many are going to be strong? Stronger than you are. Stronger. I beg you. I beg you. Listen to my prophecy. I beg you. You need to be stronger than how you are today. You need a bit more. Much more. Stronger. Stronger. And God is going to do it and he's going to bless you. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands. Come closer to me, where is she? Corolla. Father, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your healing. Lift your hand and just pray. Listen, I, I want us to ask God, Lord, I want to come closer to you. I want to come nearer to you. I want to serve you. I want you to, I want you to help me, Lord. I want to be closer and I want to be nearer you. I, want, I don't want to be so empty and so weak. And so nothing, I want to be close 
to you, O God. Come closer. Father, thank you for this blessing. Thank you for this holiness. Thank you for this grace. Pray. Just pray. Just pray in a moment. Pray in a moment. Pray in a moment. Pray. Just talk to God. Because God is calling you to Him. He says, The Lord is nigh unto them that call upon Him. Who call upon Him in truth. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for your great blessing, healing, power. Lord, there is nothing about us that is nice or strong. There's nothing about us that is good, Lord. It's only you that makes us anything. So, Lord, we want to come close to you. We want to be near you. We want to be friends with you, Lord. We want to be with you always. And we pray for this grace to, to have a quiet time. Just a quiet time. Just those quiet times, Lord, where we can be with you alone and walk with you alone. We thank you for the great blessing that you give to us. In Jesus' name we pray. I pray for everybody here, Lord, that this will begin the beginning of being spiritually minded. Let the, when we get up in the morning, when we, when we are going out in the day, that we will not be carnally minded. But Lord, we'll be spiritually minded and minded about the spirit, minded about the inside, minded about your presence, minded about reading, minded about praying, minded about your presence, minded about your power in our lives. Thank you. Thank you for this great blessing and healing in the name of Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here tonight, you don't know Jesus as your Savior. Maybe somebody invited you to church today and you want to say, Pastor, I don't know. I want to come close to God myself. I want Jesus to make me a new person. I don't know who you are. But if you are not close to God, you don't stand a chance. The Bible says, some will say, Lord, I did this. And the Lord will say, I never knew you. I don't know you. I'm sorry. Tonight, if you are here and you don't know him or you are not sure whether you know him or not and you want to say pastor please pray with me and help me I want to know God I want to give my life to Jesus Christ if you are here like that just lift your hand where you are and I'm going to pray with you just your right hand wherever you are standing lift it up high pastor pray with me I want to know God and I want to be born again I want Jesus to come I need God I also want God I don't want to go to hell I want Jesus to come into my life Lift your hand quickly then. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. I see all the hands everywhere. Now if you've lifted your hand, you want to give your life to God. You want to come close to God today. Then, And you've lifted your hand. Come to me in the front here. I want to pray with you here. Now. Just walk forward please. Come. I'm coming to you downstairs here myself. I want you to pray. I want to pray with you. Lift your hand. Pastor, I want to know God. I want to be close to God. Clap for them and come. Help them to come. Help them to come, please. Help them to come. Show them the way. Show them the way. Come this way. All clap for them. Clap for them. So many people are coming to the Lord. Come right now. Come. Come to God. Come to Jesus. Come from the back. 
Don't stand there and wonder. It's time to decide for God. Come all the way to the front. Come all the way. Come to Jesus tonight. God bless you. 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 somebody there. You are not sure. Should I go? Should I not go? I'm giving you, this is not I'm giving you, you are having a last opportunity. You want to give your life to God tonight. I'm giving you a chance. Come walk out of your seat right now with your hand lifted up. Jesus, I surrender. I accept. I want to give my life to you. Come out now. I'm waiting for you right now. Step out and come to the front. God is calling you tonight. Come right now. God bless you. God bless you. Clap for them. Clap for them. Clap for them. Clap for them. God bless you. for them. And one soul, one soul is valuable to God. One soul is valuable to God. God bless you. Amen. Close your eyes now and lift your hands and just say, whatever I pray, pray after me. Everybody also lift your hand. Please, nobody should walk out. Don't walk out on me out of respect for God. Just stay. I'm doing something and we are ending the service properly. Say after me, Jesus, thank you for tonight. Please forgive me for my sins. Oh God, I know I am a sinner. Please have mercy on me. From tonight, I give myself to you. I give my heart to you. Lord Jesus, please have mercy on me. Please forgive me. Please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. Tonight, I open my heart and I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Master and my Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me tonight. Oh God, say, Oh God, please write my name in the book of life from tonight say from tonight I will follow you Jesus I will serve you I will love you thank you thank you Jesus for saving me today I love you Jesus I thank you Jesus for what you have done for me 
Now everybody say this after me. Say, Satan, listen carefully. From tonight, I will no longer follow you. I will no longer serve you. I belong to Jesus. And I will serve Jesus. Lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I love you, Jesus. And I thank you, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Are you glad about what the Lord has done? Is it not fantastic? All right.